Very truly, I tell you, Pharisees, anyone who does not enter the sheep pen by the gate, but climbs in by some other way, is a thief and a robber. The one who enters by the gate is the shepherd of the sheep. The gatekeeper opens the gate for him, and the sheep listen to his voice. He calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. When he has brought out all his own, he goes on ahead of them, and his sheep follow him because they know his voice. But they will never follow a stranger. In fact, they will run away from him because they do not recognize a stranger's voice. Jesus used this figure of speech, but the Pharisees did not understand what he was telling them. Therefore, Jesus said again, Very truly, I tell you, I am the gate for the sheep. All who have come before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep have not listened to them. I am the gate. Whoever enters through me will be saved. They will come in and go out and find pasture. The thief comes only to steal and to kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. I am the good shepherd. I'm a bag lady preacher, amen? And y'all may never know what comes out of this bag. But I'm going to be using these. And you'll get an understanding when I ask for them in the way that I ask for them, what it's about. I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the story today about the good shepherd. And uh, I'm going to bring it from a different perspective. Can you just trust the process? All right? Can you give me that just to trust the process? I know you're all saying, okay, she done gave folks shoes. <laughs> Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayer. Amen? Amen. I want to start this worship word from a very, very relevant perspective. Everyone here has parents. Everyone here had grandparents. Even if you didn't know them, you had a parent. Any parents, anybody's a parent now, can you just raise your hand? Okay. Any grandparents? And then I'm going to say any children, and all of us should raise our hand. Whether we're a parent, whether we're a grandparent, whether we're an auntie, whether we're an uncle, we are all children of the Most High God. But we got here because we were born. Amen? Amen. So we didn't just arrive on the scene, we were born. So we're going to start from that common perspective. What happened if your mother would call one time? Did you respond? Always tell the truth You're in the church? No. Because you knew your mother could ask you to do something how many times before you absolutely had to move? Three. Three's the magic number. The first time you're thinking about it, the second time. And children, I want you to, you know, see this because, you know, when your parents are asking you to move, they're being delivered from the very thing they're asking you to do. Because when they were young children, the parent would say, one, then they come back and say, two, then the famous words in my house was, don't make me have to say it three times. <laughs> three times something could happen that was either magnificent 
or challenges. <laughs> That's the context we're coming from. Our children know the voice of our parents, and our parents knew the voice of our ancestors. And because we are children of God, we ought to know his voice. So I'm going to come today from a perspective of recognizing that we are all sheep and that we are called. And in that calling, we have to walk out our call. And what do you do with shoes? You wear them. And when you get them on your feet, they help you walk. I have all different kind of shoes today. And I want you to know, just from a personal perspective, that God calls us in lots of different ways. And all of us have some good shoes in our closet, some not so good shoes in our closet, some sections of our calling that we're challenged by, but we all got some shoes. Let us pray. Gracious and loving God, we come into this word and this worship time to be pricked with your Holy Spirit. Touch each of us in a mighty way that we will hear a word from you. Whether it's the example, whether it's the situation, whether it's the outward expression of just how much you love us. But Lord, we thank you that you have given us this moment of time to walk out this word. In Jesus' name, amen. All right. Here we are at the top of the hour. And this is the moment that is really powerful. So I want to start this message off with the tagline. Any of you in here readers? Okay. You read the first chapter. You try to see if it's a really good book and what happens. You cheat. You go to the last chapter and see just how it turns out before you read the whole story. I know it's some cheaters in here. God is delivering you today. We're going to start this sermon from the back end because we're going to start at John chapter 10, verse 10, and it says, the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy. But I came. But I came that we may have life and have it abundantly. So we're going to start from the standpoint of the fact that on our journey, when God calls us and we hear his voice, that we are one of his sheep, and that we will walk by grace, walk by a mighty spirit, walk with love, and we will walk out our faith journeys. I need somebody who has a shoe. These two ladies, come on down. They have a shoe. They have matching shoes. And these shoes are pretty snazzy shoes. And these would be shoes that they may not walk with on a country journey, but they would be wearing what? If they had these shoes on with this outfit today, they'd be going somewhere pretty doggone fancy, amen? So when you walk in the spiritual journey, God takes you a lot of different places, but he gives you the equipment to go with where you're going. These ladies are related to one another. They have a matching pair of shoes. So sometimes when God calls us into relationship, he'll hook us up with somebody to help us walk this journey out so that we can walk by faith and not by sight. And we can, if, if this heel were to break off, this sister could be supported by this one. So if we're going to walk in abundance and we're going to receive what God has for us, sometimes we need to learn to partner up and be where God needs us to be. If that woman had the shoe, 
and this shoe was way over here. Tell me how her walk may look. Anybody ever walk with a broke heel? Yes. <laughs> it got a little limp on it. They just can't seem to make it right. So sometimes when we have all our equipment, even if we have all the right things and we want to walk it out by God, we leave a shoe home and he'll send somebody to prop us up. I want you to put your arm around your daughter and I want you to let her lean on you just a little bit. This is a picture of the fact that we will walk it out together. And when he sends somebody, sometimes God will send a person we expect to see. He'll send a, dis a disciple, one that we will know. But other times he may send a stranger just like her. Deborah, come this way. And I want you to just bring your shoe up. And I want you to share your shoe with her. And help prop her up. This is a shoe of comfort. It's still snazzy. Got a lot of color. Really cute. But it's not like that shoe. So when we're walking this journey in obedience, sometimes we get something we don't expect. But we can still make it, because what it does, it covers both feet, you walk a little limp, you'll be all right, but you make it up the street anyhow. So part of the fact that we are called by God, and God knows our name, and we know his name, and we hear his call, don't get so upset about the equipment. Because he said we'd have life, and life abundantly. Thank you, ladies. There's a gentleman over here. He has a shoe, and there's another gentleman. They have a shoe. I want these gentlemen to come up just so you can see a male perspective, because see, males walk a different way. <laughs> they got a more cool walk. <laughs> they just come up and just, you know, they're not trying to be fast. Or they just walk it up together. Amen? Amen? There's things that's common in our walks. And sometimes even when they have the same shoe, they don't realize that they put them on the wrong feet. <laughs> so we have abundance, but we have the equipment a little twisted. It happens. I want to tell you a funny joke. I was used to be a salesperson in my previous life, and I was driving my car, and I used to have a driving shoe. I went in for an appointment, and I just knew I was going to close that day. I had everything right, the right suit, the right equipment, had talked the right thing. Had on two different shoes. <laughs> Couldn't tell me I didn't have it going on, but God saved me anyway, because suddenly in the middle of it all, he put us in right order. So not only can we hear from God, but when he calls us and gives us direction, nobody else may hear it, but we may hear it and know it and make the appropriate changes so we can walk the right way. Yes. Do we want to be heard by God? Do we want to know God's voice? And do we want to live righteously? That's really what we're going to focus on our time together today. Thank you, gentlemen. We appreciate you and your shoes. Out in the audience, I even have flip-flops. And I have other shoes that I consider shoes that aren't comfortable. But I bought them anyhow. And sometimes that happens in our thought of abundance. We just like to have a lot of something. But we might not have the best something for this season. And the Lord has said, give it away. Just give it away. 
can't use it anymore. I know you have abundance. It's a marvelous and wonderful thing, but you can't wear that no more. You can't handle that anymore. I've moved you to a new season. And you're saying, but what about this? What about my feelings? What about my emotions? And he's saying, I am the shepherd. I am the gate. And if you come a different way, you're like a thief in a bandit. I want to go through this passage in a very different way. And the context of what you've seen is the fact that God does call our names. But we have to know him to be able to hear him. If we don't have a relationship with him, he can call us all day and all night. If I called you Mary Sue Ellen, would you answer me? Even if I was looking right at you, hey, Mary Sue Ellen, it's not her name. She may can hear, but she does not respond to something she does not know. So part of this abundance is learning how to get to know God. And getting to know God requires that we pray, study, worship, and serve. Some of our service happens on I-10 when we're driving every day. And we serve the Lord because we're the prayer warrior. For I-10. Anybody ever been on the I-10 corridor? And you say, these folks drive this way every day. I drive this way every day. And the Lord says, I've called you to be a prayer warrior on I-10. But if you don't know the Lord and you're not sure how to pray, what happens on I-10? All the Christian prayer warriors that forgot they was prayer warriors. <laughs> You be on I-10 talking noise like the rest of folk talking noise. You trying not to run anybody over because you trying not to be ran over and you say, I know I'm a Christian in the name of Jesus. I know I have life and I have life abundantly, but I be, help me, Jesus. Walk with me, talk with me, walk it out. Help me be the, not the thief in the night. Let me not steal the lane. Let me not run anybody over. Let me just bring the peace in the abundance, in a mighty way. Uh-huh. <laughs> On any given day, we are families. We have special moments. We even experience challenge in our life. And God says, I'm the gatekeeper, and I want you to come this way. And we trying to get in another way. He got the gate wide open. Uh-huh. Come. I am the gatekeeper. Come on in. I want to show you love. I want to show you grace. I want to show you mercy. Come this way. And we way over here at this door, trying to cut down the fence. I know I can get into the pasture where the sheep are. If I dress up and I'll be a good sheep, as long as I get in the, in the holding zone, I'll be good. I don't have to walk all the way over here to get to the gate. And what happened? We lose that blessing of coming before the most high God because we are sinners saved by grace. I'm not talking about sin of two years ago. I'm not talking about sin of 25 years ago. I'm talking about the sin of yesterday. 
I'm talking about the fact that he has given us grace this morning. I'm talking about that's unmerited favor. He didn't have to give it to us, but he gave it to us anyhow. I'm talking about the fact that he loves us in spite of where we have been, what our past is. And he says, today, I offer you newness. Today, I offer you purpose. Today, I give you clarity and grace because right now, the gate is open. And I've been holding it open just for you. That's the good news today. Because if we're going to live abundantly, abundantly is not about the money. Abundantly is not about the possessions. Abundantly is not about all of this stuff. No matter how many gadgets we have, if we don't have a hookup to Jesus, gadget won't save us in the middle of the night. Gadget won't keep us in the middle of the night. Gadget won't allow us to go to the school and say to the school, I know there's something good that my child is doing. I need a shout out for my child. I know there's something that he or she does very, very well. She was fearlessly and wonderfully made. He has been fearlessly and wonderfully made. I know my child is an awesome child. Can't you give me one call that doesn't have anything to do with it? A bad report. That's what I'm talking about, abundance. I'm talking about an abundance of peace. I'm talking about an abundance of mercy. I'm talking about an abundance of the fact that the Lord has kept us. If I would ask you this day, are you a sheep and will you follow? Because the name of the sermon is the fact that we are all one of the sheep. No matter how good of a leader that I'm here, if I don't listen to the master shepherd, I'm going to miss what it takes to be an abundant filled sheep of the house. Because on any given day, I have to bow down and pray unto God. Just like I don't, I mean, I don't do it any different than you do. My family will tell you, if I don't get up and pray immediately, there's a chance that they'll need to send me back to the altar quick, fast, and in a hurry. The best thing for me is to get in prayer first thing in the morning. Because if I pray without ceasing and I get in there first thing in the morning, I do well. Maybe that's not you. Maybe that's not your story. Maybe that's not your shoe. Maybe that's not your testimony. But if you're one of the sheep, do you want to follow? If you want the abundance, what are you going to do about it? Are you going to stay over here, cutting down the fence, trying to come in the back door? Or are you going to get your shoe that has your name on it and walk your journey the best way you can? If your foot hurts, will you call somebody else for help? If you need help, will you get beyond the pride and say, holy, 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 I need some help this morning. Will you allow God to be your gatekeeper? Will you allow Jesus to be your shepherd? And when he calls your name, what you going to do about it? You going to walk? You going to complain? You're going to get up, or you're going to start this journey. But today is a new day, and we're just one of the sheep trying to walk it out in the shepherd field called life. I'm trying to get in the gate and stay in the gate. So I'm going to ask you simply, 
Are you one of the sheep? Are you one of the sheep? Hey, over there, are you one of the sheep? Are you one of the sheep? Are you one of the sheep? Did you answer yesterday and say, I'm one of the sheep? Did you wake up this morning and say, I've applied for sheep status and I'm getting ready to keep it? I think it's a pretty good spot to be a sheep. What are you going to do as a sheep of the Most High God? Well, that's what I'm going to close with. I don't know your story. For here at New Faith, we're trying to get to know each other's story. I don't know what you've been called to do. But God has spoken to you, and he has called your name. Have you answered and said, hey, showing up for sheep status today. Good morning. I want to be accounted for. Have you come and said, I'm a sheep that's willing to work? Or have you decided that you're not sure? And sometimes it's better to say, I'm not sure. And let God help you become sure than to live the rest of your life fearing that you are a thief and a bandit. God's grace is here with us. And as one of the sheep, I'd like to welcome you to the land of sheep. You met the gatekeeper at the door. I hope you met the love and the hospitality through the people who greeted you this morning. And I hope you will feel your heart being pricked because it sure is good to be a sheep. But just like the sheep, they're humble animals. But if you sneak up on them, they'll back up because they get a little nervous. They got a few blind spots. That's some of our character that has to be worked on. But God offers us peace. He offers us love. He offers us grace. He offers us fellowship. Check out the Acts passage. He talked about the church. What should the church be like when the sheep come? It ought to be welcoming. It ought to be loving. It ought to be caring. And I hope that we've been that today. But I want you to take that from here and walk with your sheepness. Take that love into your job. Take it to your house. Take it to your family. Even take it to the folks on I-10. I-45, 610, 59, any car that you may travel on a day-to-day basis. But I ask you to allow it to nurture your heart so that when someone says, are you a sheep? You can say, Shona, Shona, let us pray. Gracious Heavenly Father, I come right now thanking you for informing us that we are sheep this day. Thank you, Lord, for telling us what it means and showing us what it means to be an abundant living sheep under your care. Lord, I thank you that you will relax us to a point that we would constantly be able to receive your love. Keep us, dear Lord. Cover us, dear Lord. For in Jesus' name, we say hallelujah and amen. At this moment, I'd like to just allow you to sit a moment and hear these words. For I want to pray a prayer of confession upon your life. Because Jesus said that we ought to confess to one another. Sometimes the confession we say is good for the soul, but we don't want to tell nobody about the fact that we've cheated on a test. We've filed our taxes late. We ran through a stop sign. 
We called somebody a bad name. We sucked our teeth. We popped our neck. And we never said, I'm sorry. Confession is good for the soul. Before we pray this prayer, I want to humbly submit unto you that God is doing a new thing here. And so as a leader, I have to humble myself on every single day just like you. Lord, too often we take the easy option. We hide in shame. We avoid connecting with our Christian family. We bury ourselves in work, yet our sin remains untouched and very obvious unto you. We come today asking for the courage to run with whatever kind of shoes we have on to you instead of running away from you when we are in trouble. Hear our prayers, O oh Lord. Bend down low to see our sincerity. Guide us along the path of repentance that leads to reconciliation. And your response, repeat after me. Lord, in your mercy, hear our prayers. Lord, we seek your forgiveness as we repent for our sins. Let us share these beliefs. We believe in God the Father Almighty, who is the maker of heaven and earth. Thanks be to God, for we are forgiven.
the stars.